Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, how's it going? I hope you're having a great start to the week. And more importantly, I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode with Amanda Holden. I was dying, you guys. I'm not even kidding. The entire time I was trying so hard to keep a straight face while laughing inside. And oh my God, she's so funny. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, definitely go check it out. We talk about why investing is like sex. It's quite comical. Today we're talking about something totally different, not at all the investing realm. We're going to be talking about starting an online business and how that can be really scary. But today's guest encourages us to take that messy action and get out of our own heads and start to just try things out. Stephanie Gass shares some tips from being in the trenches with course creation in her own business. So we're going to talk all about how do you actually launch a course. It's a really, really good conversation to have. Before I dive into Stephanie's background and a little bit of an overview of what you're going to learn in this episode, I have to share a really fun money win for the week. This money win comes from Marissa. Marissa says, I just received my first large raise at this job, a 17% increase after building up my department from nothing, which is extremely exciting. I also overpaid my dental procedure bill on accident today, but discovered it was the final payment I owed. So that was a money win a month early. Now that I'll be earning more, I know I just need to adjust my budget. So I don't think I will suddenly have more spending money. Hashtag money win. Marissa, I'm so proud of you for or two things. First and foremost, for negotiating a raise. That is so important. And I'm so, so proud of the work that you did in advocating for yourself. I think that is one of the best things in the world that you can do is really saying, here's why I deserve this raise and really stating your case. So I'm super proud of you there. And I loved your second point about having to now adjust your budget so that you don't think you have extra spending money. I think that's really important. If you can stay within your means and live that same lifestyle with the raise, my goodness, that's like the best way to to really generate some wealth. So I'm crazy proud of you. Congratulations to you, your hard work and your hashtag money win. Super proud. Okay, if you have a fun money win that you want to share with me, the best place to do it is either on Instagram. You can tag me and just say hashtag money win and then make sure you tag my account. I'm at Whitney underscore Hanson underscore co or in the private Facebook group, manage your money like a boss. That's where you're going to see a lot of different money wins and people just 
doing their, I call it humble brags, but seriously, it's so important for you to celebrate your wins. And we all in the Facebook group want to celebrate with you. So you definitely will not be bragging. We're all in the the same aisle. We're like, yes, get it, girl, get it, guy. Like <laughs> we really do get really excited about that kind of stuff. So that's the place to, to join in. It's manage your money like a boss. Okay, let's talk a little bit about today's guest, Stephanie Gass. Stephanie runs a thriving coaching business and she's host of the Mompreneur Master mastermind show. It's a podcast. Her mission is helping female entrepreneurs conquer their fears and step into their God-led potential. One of the cool things that I liked about Stephanie is that she blends faith and business together really, really well. I always think that's interesting to see how business models can incorporate their personal values into the business. And I think she does a really good job of that. So I think she's a great example of how you can mesh two of your personal values together. She also helps people understand that they are worthy of success and balance and guides them with online marketing strategies to automate, create passive income, more space, and more time. I think it's really a great conversation. If you're a business owner, you're going to learn a lot from this. If you're not a business owner, you can still learn a ton from this because we're talking all about balance and creating stuff from your passion, which could result in your own business, or maybe it's a side project that just brings you a lot of joy. So I think it's really important to have this conversation. Here's what we're going to be talking about today. You're going to learn tips for finding balance between being a mom and an entrepreneur. So if this is something that you are now navigating, she has some really great suggestions on how you can do this. We talk a lot about why you should go for it and just take that messy action. Just put yourself out there, try some new things and see where it leads you. You never know. We talk about how to start creating a course around your passion. I freaking love course creation. I've got a couple of myself that I'm such a big fan of. And honestly, course creation has been a huge part of my business too. So I love this conversation. We talk about how to market your course. So once you spend all this time and energy creating, how do you get it out into the world so people can actually purchase your awesome product? And then we talk about a lesson learned behind a product flop that Stephanie experienced. I always think that the lessons learned behind the failures are so critical. And I think her takeaways were really helpful too. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I thought it was really inspirational and I learned a ton from Stephanie. So if you enjoyed this, do me the biggest favor, take a screenshot and share it with somebody that you care about. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram so I can see who's listening in. But the greatest thing you can do to help support the show is seriously just by sharing it with your friends and family or somebody that you think it could help seriously means the world to me. All right, guys, let's dive into the awesome conversation with Stephanie Gass, all about taking messy action and how to launch a course. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by one of my new friends, Stephanie Gass from the amazing podcast, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Steph, it's such an honor. Thank you so much for hanging out. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Whitney. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I've been geeking out on your podcast (laughs) and I always like to do that before I interview people just to get a taste of you and your personality type. And you are such a rock star. Can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and what the inspiration was behind that? Yes, of course. So I am a mompreneur. And those of you that aren't familiar with the term, I'm a mama and I'm an entrepreneur. And for lots of years, I was struggling there. Should I be all entrepreneur and everything else is to the back burner? Oh gosh, now I'm filled with mommy guilt and Mm. oh, oh, I'm a horrible person. And no, now it's all mommy and entrepreneur sucks, you know? And so I'm trying to find like, who am I? And through lots and lots of years and lots of setbacks and seven, six and a half years of, of being an entrepreneur, I finally came to this crossroads and I'm like, you know what? 
Stephanie is actually both. Like my soul is called to be an amazing entrepreneur and to inspire women and guide them and mentor them and help them conquer their fears and realize that they can be successful. And I can be a present, really great mom at the same time. So when I came to this crossroad, um, I had prayed for guidance. Like what's this next thing that I meant to do? And I woke up one morning an idea had been planted in my heart and it was you're starting a podcast. Wow. <laughs> like, it was cool. Like I actually have chills right now because it was so divine. Like the, the, it was so clear. It's like, you are starting podcast. And I woke up and went, all right, let's do this thing. Like, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to do that. So just got behind that microphone and I've always shown up and poured out whatever I feel that my mompreneur community needs to hear in order to further their mission, find their calling, monetize their business, be more balanced or blended in their life and just kill it at life. Cause I think we actually can have it all. Yeah. I fully agree with you. And I appreciate you sharing that, especially from a mom perspective. I feel like I'm not a mother, but moms have so much pressure on them. They really do. Of like, look a certain way, do a certain thing and don't necessarily focus on a business because that means you're a bad mom. And I love that you're blending this and saying, no, you can do all of the things and you can do them well and still have an amazing life. So I really appreciate the work that you do. Thank you. Me too. I love it. It's so fulfilling. It's so fun. Oh man, I can only imagine. So you've got quite the community too. How many people are in your community as a whole? So as a whole, we just passed around a hundred thousand mom bosses and you know, I got a couple dadpreneurs in there. Pretty cool. Yeah. Between, you know, the social medias, the email lists and all the things. And I'll tell you guys, okay, that was not overnight. Let's get it, <laughs> not get it twisted. I've been working at this for over six and a half years as a full-time entrepreneur. And there's been so many hard points in that journey, uh, lots of highlights as well, but it is something that I think people gloss over is how much like grit that it actually takes to build a, an online community, you know? Oh, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of tears and a lot of patience. It kind of requires all of that. One thing that you mentioned stuff that I really want to dive into you mentioned that you had been praying for an answer or praying for something of like, okay, what's this next step for me? Uh, And you had that moment where it hit you. That was your aha. So many of us don't take action on that aha moment. We get it and we immediately subdue it. We put it aside. So what was for you? How did you take that courage, that that leap of faith to say, no, this is what I'm going to do? Do you have any suggestions there? Yes. So (laughs) I'm a three on the Enneagram. If any of you follow that personality test. So I'm an achiever. I was kind of born this way where I've I'm just a doer. I'm not afraid of taking really messy action. I've ne- I really have never been. And but I know that many of my clients and most of my community are not that way. They are sitting there stuck in indecision, stuck in fear, stuck in but how, Steph? I I can't. I don't know. Is this going to work? Like what if I fail and all the things. And so here's what I have to say about this. When you have that tiny call, or I call it a call. You'll, maybe you'll feel a tug in your heart. Maybe you'll have this burst of inspiration or this idea. Like, gosh, I really love crafting. Like maybe I should start a crafting blog. Oh no, I can't do that. There's too many of those. I don't know. Right. You, but you felt this idea creep in. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You have, you have to do it. You actually have, you know, um, purpose that's been placed upon you to take messy 
action. And you are never going to have clarity. You're never going to say, but I'm specifically clear on what the blog is and how to do it and what it should be called. Absolutely not. But in order to gain clarity, you must take the step and be prepared because it's going to be super messy. When I first set out into entrepreneurship, I was first in network marketing, climbed to the top of that ladder, had a massive downfall from network marketing. It's just a super messy story. Go listen to episode one of my podcast because we'll be on here all day. But <laughs> um, then, then that's when I had this big crossroads. Like we were, I had to borrow money from my son's savings account. Cash flow was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was 60 pounds overweight. I was a workaholic. All the things were wrong in my life. And I said, okay, like I'm truly just open. And for me, spiritually, it's God. I said, God, show me the way what's next. And I felt the pull, but I didn't know what it meant. And so that's where I said, okay, well I'll try blogging. I took messy action. I started a lifestyle blog. You guys, this is hilarious. Those of you that'll get to know me. I'm like, hi, here's how you style a mantle. Like what is happening? Like, <laughs> yes. Who is this chick? And here's what, what I was doing was I was trying to do what I thought people wanted, you know, but I still took messy action. I started a blog and from there I was like, oh no, 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 this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. Let me start a YouTube channel. Did that, had the makeup on, got behind my pretty little background. And then my kid would run in and talk about poop, you know? And I'm like, Okay, this isn't working. This isn't working for me, but I took messy action. And then I, okay, it's Facebook Lives. Maybe I should do that. And every step I took, even though it felt like a failure at the time, it was grooming me. It was preparing me. It was teaching me how to write copyright, how to show up on video, how to manage business and kids. It was teaching me, showing me, preparing me for my ultimate destination, which is still somewhere in the future. I don't know what that is, but I'm just showing up. I'm like, I'm here for it. What do you want me to do? And so it's taking messy action, knowing that you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. But if you just act, all of the answers will be provided to you over time, Mm. over time. And it's going to hurt. It's not, it's not never fun to say, well, I tried this lifestyle blog thing and now I'm not doing that anymore. Like, but here's the secret. Nobody's even looking at you. Nobody cared. Nobody even remembers I did that. They're not like, well, Stephanie tried to do that and she failed. (laughs) Like nobody cares because they're focused on themselves. So don't worry about what everyone else thinks. Don't worry about what if I fail you're the only one that's going to notice. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. I, I love that you started with like, here's how to style your mantle. I think that's so yeah, yeah. great. It's the best because we've all been there in the yeah. online world. It's like, what the heck am I doing? Uh-huh. Oh, I know. I and here's, and like with that, just a piece on that, do what's true to your heart because pretending that you're into cooking or you know, even if you're not even into blogging about being a mom or you don't care about entrepreneurship, don't talk about that. You go build a brand around what lights your fire. Like, what are you super good at? What are you gifted at? Where are your zones of genius? Pour into that. Because if you don't love what you're talking about and what you're doing, you're never going to create a successful business around it because it takes too much effort, energy, and heart and soul. It's, it's not going to be worth it for you. No, that's spot on. So business owner to business owner, I've always been curious about this. When when you're trying something new or maybe you're you're branching into a new direction, how do you personally balance something that's maybe, you, you know, you put yourself out there and no one's even watching you in the very, very beginning, very normal, but how do you balance that normalcy versus it's just not working? How do you personally view that? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. When I would go live in the beginning, you guys, I put a sticky note over the number of viewers because we get it right. And it's so simple, but we, we let it get in our head. And how about when they, they get on and it's like, Oh, you have two viewers. Oh no, they're, they're not there. Bye bye. <laughs> like, mom, what the heck? <laughs> so I train people, put a sticky note and show up as if there's 100 people watching. Okay. And if you're teaching something that is in line with your mission, there's no way that's not going to help your brand, True. but you got to keep consistently showing up. Now, if it starts to feel like you don't love it anymore and not because you care about what people think it's inside your heart, you're going, I don't want to write this blog post. I'm not enjoying this process anymore. Writing actually isn't for me. That's the point where you say, maybe it, not that it's not working, but that it's not fueling me. So you try something new, but keep showing up. So for example, I tried the blogging thing. I did the YouTube. I did the Facebook live. Finally, I did podcasting and it all clicked. And so it's fine. It's playing with it. And it's not saying, well, those things didn't work and people didn't like them. It was that they didn't fit me. They didn't fit my avatar you know, she's listening to information. She's not over there reading blog posts because she's got a, a dirty diaper in one hand and she's driving the car <laughs> yeah. in the other. So play with it and make sure that you feel in alignment. And then here's the thing. Don't look at the numbers. Don't look at other people's stats. Stop it. Your story is your story. And my six and a half years to get to 100,000 in my community, maybe it took someone else 15 minutes and they got to 100K. Awesome. Good for you. Like I'm truly super happy for you because my journey had to be mine. And in order for me to touch the women in my community, I had to go through it because otherwise I don't have a story to relate with them. Right. So true. So just keep showing up, but just make sure you're enjoying the way that you're showing up. Oh, this is that's like such good life advice all across the board too. So I'm I'm sitting here like head nodding completely and agreeing one hundred percent. And I know we're gonna dive a little bit into monetization of your business and how you were able to do that through courses. Yeah. But quick question before that, when you were younger, when you were growing up as a kid, how did how was money talked about for you? Yeah, ooh, good. I like this. So <laughs> my mom was a stay at home mom and my dad was he had a, you know, very, um, like middle income and he just had a, like a management job. And so he grew up like extremely poor. They, they had six kids. Um, my, my grandmother never worked. My grandpa was a, was a cook. And so money is, was always really scarce. And even though we were doing all right, we always had this money mindset of you save, security is number one. Like you must, you will go to school. You will get A's. You will have a secure job because if you don't, you know, you're going to be in trouble and, and things we can't afford that. That was said very often, all of those things. So that's how I grew up. And then they ended up getting divorced when I was in third grade and we were living with my mom 80% of the time in a tiny apartment that was in a bad part of town. And one Christmas, she, she told us, you guys, I don't really have any money for gifts, but you're going to be excited no matter what I give you. Right. And my brother and I are like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think I was like uh-huh. 10, 11 and he's probably five or six. She had wrapped paper clips and <laughs> rubber bands. Oh. I know. And she's like, these are arts and crafts gifts, but that's all she could afford. 
And so I always had kind of this scarcity mindset surrounding money for, I mean, gosh, probably until three years ago when I really was able to work through those issues. Um, yeah. Wow. That is so powerful. I literally have tears in my eyes. That's a beautiful, beautiful, (laughs) that's amazing. It's so interesting to see how people grew up because I feel like that's just such an impact on who we are today. So I think that's really awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that. And then you mentioned that you started to do some mindset work. Where did that start for you? Yeah. So I got into network marketing and within, like I had mentioned within two years, I'd gone to the top 1% of this company, right? I had $17,000 months. I had the car paid for the trips. I walked the stage in front of 15,000 people carrying a $50,000 bonus check. I mean, I had, you check all those boxes like, Oh, Stephanie made it. And so in my mind, because I had been, you know, groomed to think that money is, is this, you know, um, it's an idol. I thought, Oh, this equals worthiness. And because I've hit this top rank, all of a sudden I'm so worthy. And my entire identity got really locked up in, um, the ranks and in this company. And then it all fell apart. And I feel like it was divine intervention that came in and said, Ooh, girl, you have to pivot. This isn't exactly where I wanted you. Uh, gonna humble you for a second. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Right. So within about 12 months, my income was cut into a third the team had dispersed all the new shiny, shiny company syndrome. Oh, this is new. I'm gonna go over here. And I was rocked. And I had this whole thing about money, money left me, money leaves me never going to come back. And I started to fully panic. I was like, you're going to crack up. I started like an Etsy store. I'm like trying to do like t-shirts on Amazon merch. Like I'm freaking out. I'm like, where's the money coming from? And I, I, had no trust in the process. That was the moment. And there was this really hard day where we were doing the budget. I was doing the budget and I walked out to my husband and I said, we can't pay the bills because with a $17,000 a month income, your lifestyle grows or ours did. And it was like, well, I'm in Vegas. It's my 30th birthday bills on bills. (laughs) And so I look at him, I'm like, we can't pay the bills. And he said, well, what's in, what's in Miles savings account, which was our two year old son at the time. And I'm like, ah, close to $2,000. And he's like, get it out. We're going to have to use it. And like, that was the moment where I'm like, what is happening? Like I have worked so hard. I have worked 60 hours a week. I have become a workaholic. I haven't taken care of myself, my family, all for this business that it's gone. Like, what was it? What, what was it for? And it was like this, I had an identity crisis. It was ugly. And I took the last $200 that was in the PayPal account. Y'all girls know what I'm talking about. Yes. (laughs) And I hired, I hired someone to talk to me for 45 minutes, a coach. And I'm like, help, you know, what the heck? And this person basically turned the mirror and just had me looking and was like, what do you love? What are you good at? What are your issues here? And, and we talked through it. And I basically came to this conclusion that I can't control everything and I have to let go and I have to have trust in this process, but I'm not in alignment with my calling. That's what I call it. It's your God led calling. It's what you were created to do. And it has to do with other people most often. And that's where I said, there's so many red flags. There's money, 
going on here. There's subconscious limiting beliefs happening here. There is, there are false idols with money and with all of these, with all of the success. And that I went through this whole transformation journey and it was about a year and a half long. And it was new friendships, new mentors, therapy. Thank goodness. My sister-in-law is a therapist and she was <laughs> able oh, yeah. to help me through some stuff. And I wrote letters to myself. I wrote letters to people I was angry with. I had to go through this purging process of my own heart and my business. And I just, that was the moment where I, it was like, okay, I'm going to step away and I'm going to trust. I'm going to start showing up for free and helping these women that need me. And I know that the money will come. I know that it will start to show up and I don't need to worry about it. I'm just going to stop panicking. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's insane that same week, I got a phone call. Hey, Steph, do you do like any type of coaching by chance? I'm like, hmm, I guess so. <laughs> you better believe I do. <laughs> and then, and then I get another call. Hey, Steph, this, this high up in our, in the network marketing company I had been in, can I hire you for some social media marketing consulting? Paying me 10 times more than I would have ever thought to charge for that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Third thing, my family, my mom and stepdad call, Hey Steph, we have an extra van sitting here. Do you want to use it for free while you get out of that car lease? What? I'm like, yes. All in the same week. I am not exaggerating. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And that is what I think happens when you're in alignment with this, the spirituality of what you're meant to do all the doors open. And when you finally relinquish control, and it doesn't mean you sit back and say, let it happen to me, <laughs> but you take the messy action and all, but you're in alignment. The doors open, the clients appear, the money is there. Yes. It's oh. just magical. <laughs> that is such a good story. Cause I've had that. I think we all have, I think that's why we, we can all relate to that where you've had those moments where you're tired of fighting life and you say, all right, life, take me where you would need me to go. I'm trusting you. Yes. And you put that trust in, in a higher power. I think it's it's so important. But I love that you mentioned, yes, do that, put your trust into a higher power, but don't just sit on your butt the whole time. That's huge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so huge. So okay, you're starting to get some money, you're boosting up your confidence, you're getting your personal finances back in order. At what point did you start to create courses for your business? Okay. So it was about, as soon as I had gone through all of that internal work that I needed to do, this was about 18 months into that journey and probably two and a half years ago. So I started with a Facebook course for network marketers because that's what I really knew. And I knew sales and marketing. I knew how to become successful in sales and marketing, but I thought it had to be network marketers that I was teaching. So I started with this Facebook course. It was a group coaching course. And it was great. It was so much fun. I had like 15 people in there and I loved it. And then I realized, oh, hold up, hold the phone. I now have all these videos and this whole thing recorded. Hmm. Maybe I should create, convert this into a self-study course. And that way anybody can take it at any time. And I don't have to be here. Like I don't have to be present for this course. Right. right. And that was where the online course love love of online course, um, automation came in for me. And that was the first one I did. I now have six it's been two and a half years and I am in love with this model so much because you can create your best work, right? Like if you're going to show up one time, 
you're going to show up like with a hundred percent of you, right, Whitney? So I'm showing up and I'm like, I'm giving everything to this one thing. And then it's recorded and it's captured and women can say, oh, at any moment I need something from Steph and she, instead of hiring me at a premium, she can go take a course where I've already answered this question. It's already done at my best, highest capacity. I update them every year. And then I'm making 100, almost 100% profit margin minus like the platform that I host on. Right. Yep. I, insane. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the business model for me. And granted, I will still take clients. I only take two at a time and they're, they're paying four or five times more yeah. than they would to just take a course. That's huge. Okay. So when you started the course, you did one thing that I thought was super, super smart where you had proof of concept. You were working ah. with people immediately. So if somebody's listening in and maybe they want to start a course on, we're talking literally how to grow your grass better, make it more green. Yeah. <laughs> Have the most. Yeah. That's like one of my goals right now. This is embarrassing. I love where your brain went there. If you guys need to grow your grass, let's Seriously. create a course for this. Seriously. <laughs> and I will buy it. it. See, here here we are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take people's money here. <laughs> so if, if they want to start a course following their passion, where the heck do they start? Do you have any recommendations? Yes. Oh my gosh. So y'all like my first course, like I said, it was group coaching and it was in Facebook and I just went live and did the little training. I mean, it was so like, you know, DIY. Yep. And then, you know, from that point, I actually started to create courses using zoom. If you guys aren't familiar with that, it's totally free. And I created courses in there and they were hosted on my own website and that then finally, when I was like, all of this stuff is working, but I want to automate this process 100%. And I have some cash flow now because these courses are doing well. I converted over to Teachable, which is a paid platform and it's just super organized and all of those things. So, step one, step one for you guys starting out would be what can you teach? your avatar, who is your ideal client, listener, follower. And if you have five followers, sister, you have someone following you. I want you to think about what are the questions you're always getting or what, which posts have the highest engagement. Can you find a trigger or a problem that your avatar has? Find it ask them, what are you struggling with? How can I help you? What can I teach you? Start with a mini course to solve that one problem. Don't throw in the baby and the sink and the bath water. And it's a trillion dollar course. Okay. (laughs) Because you're going to, it's going to be messy. It's your first one. You got to start somewhere. So I always say, start with your mini course. And this is probably, let's say it's four mini modules, 15 minutes each you record them in zoom, you teach something, you solve a problem that your avatar is facing. And this could be something like, you know, like Whitney said, how to grow your grass in four steps, how to begin crocheting, you know, beginner crochet lesson 101. This can be, um, teaching your kids Montessori strategy. Like it can be anything you're passionate about record them on zoom, which is totally free. You can upload them to YouTube as an unlisted video. Someone could pay you through PayPal and you can drip them the videos through an email automation. Like that's literally DIYing it for free. If you have to do that, cool. Now, 
now I recommend, you know, once you've got a little bit of revenue or, or you want to make an investment in your business, I love teachable. There's lots of them. Think, um, thinkific teachable Kajabi, whatever you want to use. That's a, a, um, a host for, for courses. If you're like, Ooh, I love this course thing. I'm going to have more than one. I want to start to really pour into this. Then you can invest in somewhere to host, but you don't have to. So it's not something that you need to overcomplicate. And nobody cares. They don't care if they receive the video in an email as a YouTube link. They don't care. They want to learn, you know? Yep. Such a good point. Okay. So you mentioned Teachable. That's who I use as well for my courses. And I, I love that. So for for you, the mini course you mentioned, four-ish, maybe five modules, very yeah. short videos, very tangible, quick wins, I presume. Um, for for you, is it face to camera? Is that kind of what your your style that you would recommend? Okay. So I started face to camera because I was using lives. Yep. And then I realized that I am distracting myself. I am sure I am distracting my students. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And so I actually have converted and I would now actually recommend you have an intro video with your beautiful face Mm -hmm. and Hey, what's up? Welcome to the course. Here's what to expect. Blah, blah, blah. This is who I am. Why I created this course. I mean, five minutes or less, right? Just so that you personalize the course. Then you're going to remove your, remove that little mug from the trainings. And what I do is I use zoom and I have a screen share and I have a PowerPoint and it can be simple. Like it doesn't, you know, I need my graphic designer to do my PowerPoint. Like you guys know, just use a template. It's fine. And I actually just take my face off and I take them through the content. They're here to learn something. They want to get from point A to point Z. It's not about how fancy, how long. It's not about getting your makeup professionally done so you can show up on your training. It's about teach them how to do A, B, C. Do it fast, do it well, and they're done. And so I do not like my face. And my students have actually confirmed this. I have polls in every one of my courses. And they say, we love that it's just to the point, the PowerPoint, the download is there that goes with it. Bam. That's so cool because that takes a lot of pressure off of you too. Yeah, and come on, like I, I don't, I'm not into it. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I was joking with Whitney, you guys. I'm like, I am here in my mom bun and my workout clothes, and thank goodness our video is off because this is life. <laughs> like, this is running a business right? with kids and doing all the things. I had a workout class this morning, and you just have to set boundaries. And getting ready for an hour is not included in my precious time. Amen. <laughs> I feel you. And I don't even have kids. So I have very little excuses, but that's all right. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you mentioned the course platform piece. And then I know that the course creation, at least I, f- I found that that's the exciting part. When you get to just jot down your notes and put this content together, it's so much fun. And then you get to the point where you're like, but how the hell do I market this? So w- what's <laughs> yeah. the next step for that? Okay. So the next step is, well, the first question to ask yourself is, do I have a platform? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, are you starting from scratch yesterday? You're like, I'm going to create a crochet biz. I just created my course. Everybody come, let's go. You know, you're not going to sell anything. So you have to first ask yourself, do I have a platform? And if the answer is no, here's what you do. You create that course in the background, Mm -hmm. but you start showing up somewhere. Where do you want to show up? Where's your avatar? If she's a crochet chick, she's probably over on Pinterest. Okay. She is definitely reading blogs, how to's DIY, um, maybe YouTube video. If she, if you're a mompreneur, she's listening to podcasts. So how do you want to show up? 
That's the first question. And you commit to showing up every single week, whether someone's listening or not, teach something of value, be relatable, share stories, share testimonies, do a DIY, give away your best stuff for free for as long as it takes to build a platform. Now, this could be a thousand people, could be a platform. Cool. This could be a hundred people. It doesn't matter. That's your your little community that's going to show up for you. And once you feel pretty good, okay, I've been showing up for six months or so. Cause you guys, this is not overnight. And anybody that tells you that you better run, run away. Okay. Cause it is not. Um, so you're going to show up and then you start to monetize your content. So what does this mean for me? I've got this podcast, right? And Whitney has a podcast. So on our show, we can say something like, welcome back to the crochet knitters podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm super excited. I just launched the crochet 101 mini course for all of you that have been struggling with the top knot. I don't even know if that's an, a, a stitch. Okay. <laughs> the top knot. And we're <laughs> today I'm going to give you guys a super special coupon code. It's going to be good for 30 days and you can grab my course at pre-launch pricing, right? Bam. So you're, you're monetizing this course inside the free content. You're not coming out like being all sales in creepy because people aren't going to buy it. So They're going to buy it when they trust you first. And that only comes from free stuff, from showing up on social, from giving away free value and then monetizing it over time. Right. And that's for those of you that have zero platform. Right. Does that make sense, Whitney? Totally makes sense. I am 100% with you. Okay. So those of you that are like, okay, but I already have a platform. Maybe you've been showing up for a while and you just don't have a way to monetize your, your amazing brand. And whether that brand is living on Instagram, whether you have a, a thousand people in your email list, Hey, you've got a platform. That's great. Here's where you're going to take a tiny bit of a little bit of a different strategy called a launch. So when you have people that are already avidly avid fans, they're like, I love crochet Nancy. She's my favorite. For Crochet Nancy, and you already have a thousand people in this group, in this community, you can launch. And what this means is you're creating hype around this course that's coming out. Give them some type of urgency. Guys, you're going you're gonna to grab this at pre-launch pricing. Super excited. You're part of my inner community circle. I'm giving it to you first. And remember, it's buyer psychology. No matter what you're doing, it's about make it fun, make it relatable. Like your two girlfriends sitting down to coffee and you're excited about your new, you know, I don't know, phone. You're like, Oh my God, I love my phone. My phone is amazing. It takes the best pictures. And so you're just talking about something you're excited and you love. It's not, I'm going to get weird because now I have a course. So now I'm going to like get businessy when I'm not usually businessy and you freak people out. Don't do that. Just be you, how you normally talk and teach. Don't change that but give them some type of urgency, whether it be the cart is only open for a certain amount of time, or there's a certain uh, early bird pricing. I like to use that strategy, um, things like that. So you want to get into launch, make it casual. If you can get people to do your course for free in exchange for testimonies, mm -hmm. highly recommended because social proof is huge. So for example, I just launched a podcast course. I had six women that took it at half price for me in exchange for video testimonies, written testimonies. And I was able to use that in all of the landing pages across social 
when somebody has questions about the course, I have references, you know, I'm like, well, look what, you know, Bobby said about the course, like they're loving it. So you can also use that to create some more trust for your potential buyers. That is such killer tips like that. That alone, if somebody runs with this could easily make them a pretty great profit. And one of the things that I've noticed, even in my own life, when I first started launching courses, going back to that mindset stuff, it is scary. And when you're promoting your own work, you feel like what's the balance between being salesy and helpful and being annoying. So Mm -hmm. how how do you balance that personally? So you're going to go in ebbs and flows, right? You're going to have moments where you say, oh, I have this course. And I'm going to go in launch mode. And guess what? I am talking about that a lot Mm -hmm. in that month. You know, every podcast episode, I'm talking about it. I'm sending it in every email as the call to action. But once that's finished, I'm going to go back to, hey, leave me a review and just other simple fun. Here's your freebie, like other simple call to actions for my community, double click or comment, stuff like that. And then you're going to go back into launch again, right? You may have the same course that you're relaunching later in the year. You may have a new one. So know that there will be times where you'll feel salesy maybe, but if you're speaking authentically, you shouldn't feel this way because if your community has been asking you for this, like here's an example, everyone was hiring me to help them figure out their niche and start a podcast and then grow the show over and over. And I'm like, what, like, this is obviously something that people need. And so I kept getting this demand from my audience. And when you hear the demand, you should make no apologies for creating the solution for them. Mm -hmm. And your time is worth money. And so instead of feeling weird about it, say, oh my gosh, I feel so incredible that I have created this solution for you and you can get this at a fraction of the price that it would have cost you to work with me directly. This is a win, 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 win and get your mindset right around sales. It's not selling for your own benefit. It's selling to help your community benefit. So it's the mindset. And then it's also speaking about it in a casual, fun, authentic way and blending in a little bit of urgency. And it takes practice, you guys. It really does. It's not natural for many people. So no, maybe your first go-round's a little wonky and you feel a little strange. That's okay. Fine-tune it. Ask for some feedback. You can work with a mentor and practice. You could have a great friend on the phone and say, hey, let me practice this pitch on you, so to speak, and see how it feels. And know that over time, you're going to get more comfortable with that. Absolutely. I love that. And somebody, I don't recall who initially said this, but it really resonated with me too, pegging onto what you're saying. If you had the cure to cancer or some type of really terrible disease and you had that cure and you're very confident, you know it will help somebody and somebody comes to you and they're telling you all about how they're going through really bad health complications or they have cancer and they're afraid and you aren't offering that solution, shame on you. You were here yep. to help each other. And so that really helped me get over that that sales phase too. I think that was a really uh, big pivotal moment for me. And can I add something else here? Because I feel like people think, oh, you just created a course and it's successful. <laughs> <Okay>. True. <laughs> so let, let me also share something, guys. I have six courses, right? And even after I had my platform, I launched a group coaching, which I had set up the first time sold out. It did phenomenal. And I was like, yeah, this is the one, like, this is the signature. (laughs) Well, I launched it again about four or five months later 
And I knew, I mean, guys, like I'm super familiar with Facebook ads. I am, my zone of genius is sales and marketing. And I'm like, I mean, I'm killing it. I'm talking about it on the show. Mm -hmm. Like you have better believe. I was like, this thing's gonna, I'm gonna have 50 plus people in here. Like I am sure of it. It's gonna be a $50,000 launch. (laughs) Four people, four, four. It was the worst flop. And this was like my fourth or fifth product. And I'm like, what is happening? And I'll tell you what is, what was happening guys. I had stopped listening to my audience and I had decided what they needed. I had said, okay, yeah. I'm like, they need this, but, but they didn't need it. That wasn't what their demand was. And so I was totally missing the mark. It wasn't that people weren't ready to work with me. They were like, arms up, Stephanie, I, you know, I'm part of your tribe. Like I want what you've got, but I don't want that. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. So you, if you flop you, and this is especially for you early on, you don't maybe have a lot of people to ask what they need. Just do something right. Even don't, you know, cause I feel like you can put a course together in a week. If you're doing a small mini course, don't wait because I'm not sad about that process. I still learned. I grew. I think that course is still great for some people. It just wasn't great for the masses. And I still learned. I grew. I got better at my craft. All of those things were still a benefit to me. And it also taught me how to handle disappointment again, because it had been a while since I'd had a disappointment like that. Mm -hmm. So know that you've got to be in line with what they actually need and want from you. And a lot of times that we have in our head, because things may be natural for you that aren't natural for your community, like that top knot crochet hook, right? That's right. So you got to ask them and get your ego out of the way if they come back with something you weren't expecting. That is so good. I'm I'm just like, yes, I wish I would have had all <laughs> that information when I first started launching courses. Because like you, I had quite a few flops too. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not yeah. fun. They hurt. They really they do. do. And you spend so much time and energy and uh, especially for those of you perfectionists, like I'm going to take a year to create a course, like sister, do not do it. Cause no. you don't even know if that course is going to do the thing in a couple months. And if it takes off and goes crazy, get back in that course and fine tune it. Absolutely. You can always fix it. You can always add more. You can always re-record a video, but don't wait till it's perfect. Cause you don't even know if it's going to fly. Yes. And by all means, do not, do not put a ton of money into your first course. If you have no clue how it's going to do like, Oh, I see people do that all the time and it it hurts my heart. Yep. And then they, they fail at it and they just get out of the course game completely, which I'm like, no, no, (laughs) exactly the case. Like, Oh no, it just didn't work. It's just courses. Yeah. Do my DIY, like do a free, do it for free on your end at first. Like seriously, you guys can use YouTube unlisted. You can do a PayPal and yes, it's manual, but so what start somewhere. Yes. I I think that's the thing is it's when you initially get started, it is all about action and momentum. And you are really illustrating that throughout this entire conversation. So I'm so grateful that you mentioned that and just reminded us to put ourselves out there. We're going to be scared. That's very normal, but just keep being consistent and keep showing up. For sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Steph, this has been such a good conversation. Are you down for some rapid fire questions? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Before we push record, we were talking about this and I'm like such an evil little person. I I think it's quite funny. I know. And I'm like, please don't ask me rapid fire. Like, no, I'm no, no. you guys, like I want, I'm like a control freak. I have notes. Like You're I have three. an outline. We get it. 
I'm a three, and then Whitney's over here like rapid fire. Let's do this. The sevens. Yeah, exactly. That's Thanks exactly what I am too. I know, right? Okay, so okay, let's go. I'm ready. You're gonna love it. So, first question for you is: What is one purchase that you've recently made that has made your life better? Okay, let me think about this. One purchase. Oh, oh, I'm so excited to answer this. Okay. Last yesterday, actually, I purchased a live conference event, which I haven't been to a live conference in I think two years. Oh, fun. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's such a big piece of my soul. Like I love personal development conferences, like the in-person rah-rah, like I need it. So yesterday, um, purchased my ticket and I'm going to a female entrepreneur conference in October in San Diego, which is like my favorite place ever. Oh, which one are you going to? Going to Angie Lee, Pays to Be Brave. Oh my gosh, I'm considering that one too. Um, and we can hang out. I know. that be I'll, If I go, I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah. yeah it looks like a killer conference. going to be so fun. She's my jam. She's my jam too. So with you on that. All right. I know you're a big traveler. So what is one location that you're dying to travel to? Okay. My favorite place that I've already been to, but that I want to go back is Cancun, Mexico. And I've been to Puerto in the last couple of years, but Cancun was where my husband and I got married. And so we're going to actually go back. I've been dying to like plan this trip for our 10 year wedding anniversary in a couple of years. And we're going to go back to Mexico. Mexico is like my favorite. I'm like, they have the best beaches. Their hospitality is incredible. I just love Mexico there. And then I've never been to Alaska. So I think we're going to do an Alaskan cruise in the next couple of years as well. Oh, so fun. Yes. Love it. Okay. My next question for you. I personally am very obsessed with people's morning routines. So what is your current morning routine? Okay. My morning routine is I wake up 30 to 40 minutes before the rest of my family. And this is my spirituality time. So what I like to do is I get my coffee. Ah, coffee is like the Mm -hmm. best sit down. We live in the country right outside the city. And so always like right around 6am, the sun is rising and I have a view of the mountains all around me. And so it's just so pretty. And I sit at this window where I can see outside. I have three things. I have my Jesus calling devotional. So I start there and I read the devotional of the day. I say a prayer. I have my, my morning prayer. And the next thing I do is I write my intention for the day and I use a five-year journal for this. If you guys don't have a, haven't ever heard of the five-year journal, they're amazing. Basically, every page has five years on one page. So 2019, I would open it up and say, you know, today's intention is focus on uh, brand growth or today's intention is family time and intentionality with my kids. And then I'm going to put in my gratitude for the day, three or four things I'm grateful for. I'm also going to put in some goals that I'm shooting for because next year, when I go back to that page, I can see, did I achieve these things? You know, where am I at? What memory did I want to remember from last year? So super cool. And then the final thing I do in the morning is I have a paper planner because I'm super big on being proactive and not reactive. So I don't like to use online calendars because they ding and ping at you and they're super annoying and they're running your life. So as busy as I am, I still use a paper planner and I put in and I have my pretty colors and my stickers and I'm an 3A on the Enneagram. So just get over it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like color coding. You know, I've got my, my son's doing this today and I've got this appointment and this podcast interview, and this is my workout time and I'm time blocking the evening. So I'm, my last step is going through my entire day 
along with my week and making sure that all of my buckets are, are filled. My to-do list is really clear. I know what I'm doing for the entire day. And then that's it. And right around that time, the, the chaos starts. The kids wake up, you know, it's, it's gone. But that 30 minutes is so, it's peaceful. It's mindfulness for me. And it's getting the intention right. Like there's no overwhelm or panic in the morning when I'm able to do these three things. That is so cool. What a beautiful morning routine. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, it sounds very relaxing. Um, my last question for you, Steph, is in your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? Okay, the secret to financial success, and I've said this already in this at this podcast, is take messy action. Okay, that's number one. You must take action. You have to start. You have to do and you have to get ready for the journey because the second piece of this advice is that you have to have your vision set on the long game. It's going to take you years. I don't care what the goal is. If it's a if it's anything to do with the online space and you are starting today from scratch or you're getting started in the last 6 months, it will take you years to cross to potentially cross six figures or to get hundreds of thousands of people in the email list like it's not overnight. So it's show up, take messy action, roll up your sleeves and stop the comparison game. Head down, action, 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 pivot, action, pivot, right? So that's my advice. It's that you just have to be ready, like prep your mind for the journey you're about to take. Mm. And don't give up because it's worth it. That's so good. That was such a great way to end. I appreciate everything you've shared. For everybody listening in, where would you like people to go to hang out with you online? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. This has been super fun. And you guys come hang out with me over on my podcast. It's called the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Anywhere you listen to shows. And then stephaniegass.com is the best place to learn more about me. I have free trainings for you. If you're an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, head over there and check them out. I love it. Steph, thank you so much for your time. I truly had a pleasure getting to know you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Okay. What'd you think of the episode? I love the conversation. I thought it was super interesting. The part that really stood out to me personally was when Stephanie was talking about taking messy action, putting yourself out there. That's the thing that I see so many entrepreneurs mess up on is we're afraid to get criticized and we're afraid to get feedback when really feedback is your friend. It really is. And it's sometimes hard because not all feedback is welcomed feedback, <laughs> but it's super necessary and really important if you're going to be starting a business or even growing any type of a career. So I thought it was a really great conversation and I hope you did too. Don't forget the greatest thing you can do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody that you care about. Sharing this, if you think one little message in this episode will resonate with somebody, send them the link, tell them that you're thinking about them. It is truly the greatest thing you can do and it means the world to me as well. All right, guys, that is it for today. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you're having a great week. I love you. And I hope that you tune in for Friday for our five tip Friday episode. And if not, I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds podcast. Bye.